Hi everyone and welcome to episode number 11 of my podcast. It's me, Jill, and today I am bringing to you an extra special guest. Um, She's actually saved on my phone as Anud PT Academy, where she has held that name for almost four years now. And it has been almost, yeah, just over four years that, that I've known Anud. Um, she is 27 years of age, uh, happily married with two beautiful puppies, um, Jack and, and Queen. And um, she currently works as a, as, a, as, a, as a personal trainer, albeit her her main gig and setup at the moment is she's a professional athlete. And, um, you know, many years ago, if I had have said that, people would have looked at me funny. But now it's wonderful to see that there are more, you know, Saudi athletes that are female coming through the ranks and, you know, representing their country and doing amazing things and really being a role model and setting the example for um, the future. Um, so to note some of her achievements, uh, she was the first Saudi to win gold medals in an Olympic or in an, an official Olympic weightlifting competition, and those include um, six medals in the West Asia and Gulf Championships 2019, a bronze medal in the, or three bronze medals in the Arab um, Championships, and three silver medals in the West Asia Championships in 2020. Um, I'm really excited for Anud to, you know, to come on and, and talk and hopefully share one, her journey and how she came about, one, being a personal fitness trainer, and secondly, um, how she, um, you know, has got to where she has gotten today uh, to represent her country. Um, and I really hope that, you know, it serves as a little bit of motivation and inspiration to other people out there that, you know, that see themselves doing this or, you know, or to others that perhaps, you know, um, can take her mindset, her determination, her motivation, and apply it to other aspects of their life um, and, you know, and succeed in the areas that they really want to pursue. So, guys, without further ado, let's introduce the wonderful Anud K. Hello, Anud, and welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for this one and I'm really, really happy to be part of your amazing podcast thank you thank you um so i mean i have given you a brief air just before you jumped on i'm kind of highlighting your journey kind of overall and i guess i'm just really excited to hear in a little bit more detail as well as everybody else that's listening about your story from you know working out in your bedroom to yeah. the coach uh to now you know representing saudi in um olympic weightlifting which is absolutely fantastic not only because one you're a female because female in sport tends to be something that's underrepresented you know you're it's in Saudi where you're at a point right now where you know female gyms have only been recognized and you know the females is is really kind of taking some shape so like in essence you're you're like a a trailblazer I would almost say because you're right at the start of it you know you are setting the trend you're there as a role model for anyone else kind of watching this which is absolutely fantastic um you know i've been very fortunate to know you for i think almost four years now i think i think yeah 2016 yes yeah so four years and you know we've worked alongside each other and we've kind of you know learned along the way and yeah at at one time like i was saying to you there i did lift heavier than you Yeah. Um, yes, that's true. <laughs> but really, I just want to hand the floor over to you um, and perhaps like talk us through in some sort of chronological order, like about your journey. And then we can really home in on some points towards the end. But I'm really excited to hear this, I'm sure, as everybody else is. So um, I know it's take it away. Cool. Whenever you say like a role model, this is a very tough part to be. And like I, I don't believe myself as a role model, like, or I've never intended to put myself in that place. Uh, but whenever you see like people's reactions and someone comes to you and tells you that you inspire me or, or talks like that, it feels like really great, especially that it was unintentional. Uh, so as you said, like started working out of my room. I used to follow YouTube videos like 
hits and high intensity training and like home workouts and all that jazz. Uh, I always say that I started just like a um, like training and going into the more of a healthy lifestyle just because they wanted to do something different or fun and I had so much time in my hands during like college times so uh, that's that's the only uh, reason why I did it I've never had any intentions of like getting a, a better sh- body shape or uh, healthy lifestyle or anything like that and then it started I think everyone will say it's it goes more into being addic- addicted to training. Uh, yeah. And I think it's the case of everyone starting to train uh, and like seeing the results without putting so much efforts or, or intending to have a certain result. Uh, it pushes you more. Like you always see someone going to the gym and then, they scale their, themselves at the start, at the middle, at the, at the uh, yani, throughout the uh, their journey at the gym, and then you get disappointed for not seeing like as much uh, change in the number and the scale, and then you forget to focus on your performance and uh, on like whatever you're doing, you're actually doing. So for me, it was like more of uh, just doing whatever, and then suddenly there was results i've never uh, intended for a certain results to show so you see yourself like getting better fitness wise you see your body shape shaping or changing in a different way uh and that's exciting like i used to be a super skinny uh, person (laughs) if i show you pictures pictures you wouldn't believe that (laughs) yeah i when I, when, I, when I first met you as well, obviously you've gone through sort of like a massive transformation yeah. there. Um, what you've said there is kind of, it will resonate whenever they go to the gym. Like, you know, a lot of people are so fixated on, you know, like their body shape and they tend to neglect exactly. inside. And, you know, it's only when, I guess, you kind of shift that, that perception and then the change tends to happen. You're like, oh my goodness, I'm actually performing. I'm kind of eating a little bit better, but my body's actually... Yeah, exactly. I want to. Yeah, as exactly. opposed to the opposite, being so fixated on the food and not eating anything and not having energy to perform. And I often find that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's a very difficult thing because you will never see the change in, in any time soon. Like uh, those changes will take a very long time from three to six months to see any kind of results that's any uh, sort of satisfying. Because bear in mind that you're putting yourself into something that's maybe new to your body and then you'll need minimum two to three months to to actually adapt yeah to just like get into the routine and uh, adaptation happen and then another three months to actually see some sort of results or any changes in uh, in performance and and like weight or scale or body weight or body shape so yeah that's 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 a thing and uh, whenever I got into fitness, I, I started in my room. I, I started looking for somewhere to get certified uh, to be a fitness trainer. Uh, I've always liked teaching, and it, it was always my I think that I like. And then uh, why I, I thought why why don't I combine the two like fitness and teaching at the same time? Yeah. So that's when I found uh, Core Academy and then I find you <laughs> and you taught me everything. <laughs> I, knew, I can so vividly remember the first day that I met you, you came in and you were, you know, you were wearing your abaya and I met you. It was in yeah. into the reception uh, and we had met and it, you'd actually start out working as behind the, as the receptionist, exactly. Contest, um, as well as kind of learning along the way. But I remember you stepped into the box and I was talking to you and it's almost like you ran away and you ran straight over to the rig and you just to the bars because I've never saw bars in my- <laughs> you just jumped up I've on- never tried yeah. yeah I used to do like I used to do um like the door pull-ups and try to build my pull-ups on the door at home and then I was like okay there's bars I can try maybe I can have a pull-up but there was no pull-up but I get to hang on the bar <laughs> 
for me that was that was the winning point like I always I have a very unique way of, uh, of, of an interview technique I probably know within the first 10 seconds of whether or not I'm going to like you know that I'm going to like you or <laughs> <laughs> there and you just ran over to the bar and I'm like yeah okay done. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's good they did that that's a good first impression <laughs> absolutely yeah 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 uh, so as, as I said that, yeah, I started first uh, behind the uh, front desk as a receptionist just to get into like um, uh, more into the industry, industry of gyms because I've never been uh, at a gym before. Um, and it was a very good start because you get to like deal with clients, uh, client care, how to like talk to people before actually like teaching them and all that. Um, it, was, it was a very, I mean, a very good experience at the start. Uh, getting, getting to know like the classes, the services, uh, I got introduced to CrossFit. I've never heard of such a thing before. Uh, I got into the, the on-ramp. I tried, you know, I started learning more about CrossFit. What is CrossFit? Uh, and this is what got me more into weightlifting uh, yeah. after that. Uh, I think I think it was three months or six. It was three months before we started the academy. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. I spent those three months in the reception. Then we started uh, the the learning journey. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's actually quite a nice way to actually start your career because. A lot of the times whenever you're a coach and especially if you've never coached before communication is 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 is, is exactly what i mean and i mean at reception you deal with all sorts you know um so. <laughs> definitely <laughs> especially that uh even like going into classes without teaching or any yani, without having uh, in mind that you're shadowing someone or any yani, uh you're learning it, it is a learning experience like you got to be coached you got to uh, see other people coaching uh, you got to uh, like try to uh, work out do the movements uh, learn something new so it was a very good uh, start before you, you know, it gives you it gives you more confidence to as a coach or as a trainer yeah. uh, and that's why whenever you get the knowledge you'll be even super more confident about it uh, I think we started with the level two, which was the fitness instructor. And then uh, this one where you only get to teach group classes and help in the machine room and all that. Uh, it was a very super fun experience. I, I loved every second of it. I think we were, uh, I don't know, we were five or six. I think it was five. Yeah. yeah that was a good uh, <laughs> yeah that was a very good one uh it was it was super fun experience minus the lars <laughs> <laughs> yeah the process so much like yeah so much that you actually and became a tutor and then exactly mark them so <laughs> yeah exactly it was uh right after that we started like Usually after the the um, uh, the what do you call them the, the course yeah the courses uh, you'll get like a period of uh, uh, just the practical experience yeah. and then you start like actually taking over and taking over your classes and uh, uh, everything about them uh, at the start I think whenever I started it was more of the the fundamental movements in the fundamental class. I've met so many people that I know they that I still know until this time, and like being part of uh, of helping someone how to squat and how to do a push up and all that, and then you see them now moving super well, and uh, some of them have became coaches. And I don't know, it's it's a very super crazy thing when you remember it. It was. It was a very nice experience starting with the fundamental classes and like getting to teach people how to move. Uh, and you know that, and, and you still know them after four years and then you've, you've been part of their first experience at the gym. 
Uh, yeah. that's, that's very amazing when you think about it. Uh, right after that, I think we got into more of the CrossFit. We did the CrossFit level one. And then uh, here where it shifted a little bit because you get to, uh, to have a different kind of field or a different kind of sport. Uh, it was super challenging in the beginning. I remember like my worst part of teaching was the Olympic lifts. <laughs> <laughs> it was the ultimate struggle. It wasn't the best part to teach. Uh, I actually but think, when you put, yeah. I actually think whenever I first started teaching CrossFit and Olympic lifts were there, I probably spent more time watching videos before the class, before I actually Yes, yes exactly, exactly. And whenever you're not super confident about yourself and about your technique or performance, it, uh, it gets into you sometimes. And then, uh, and I wouldn't say that, like the level one will teach you uh, to a certain limit. It doesn't like open up your uh, everything to you because then you'll have to, to practice yourself to keep learning, to look into different sources yeah. before you like, get super confidence with the Olympic lifts. Yeah, no, no, I think not uh, like a knowledge perspective, but even like, even the actual you perfecting it yourself. I mean, nobody exactly match in like a day, you Two know, days. yeah, exactly. Still struggle with certain elements of it, you know, as, as a person, like, especially if you step away from it from a long time, you know, and it's, yeah, it's a complex sport. That's why, yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, whenever I got into it, I loved it more. And I was like, okay, I, I don't want to run before I hit a barbell. <laughs> I want to hit a barbell without running. Because like CrossFit is all about like high intensity of functional movements and then uh, mid-cons and stuff. So I, you didn't, or I didn't get as much like uh, Olympic lifts and by themselves uh, um, to get to practice them or to, I wouldn't say perfect them because they're never perfect but to uh to get to get better at them so i was like okay i maybe i can just shift a bit put crossfit on the side and just uh do olympic lifting and maybe some gymnastics just to build up like uh, a body weight uh a strengthened body weight movements uh this is where i started to find a little bit improvements and like technique and stuff I used to uh, follow like online programs that they already there in the online you didn't get you don't get to uh, like be on one on one with a coach yeah. you're just following a plan and then uh, wh whatever helped me was more of looking into uh, following like Olympic lift uh, Olympic lifters uh, from around the world uh, accounts that helps you with teaching how to lift uh and then i'm looking I'm, I'm filming myself i'm looking at my technique i'm looking at my, at, my, at my videos how can i improve certain uh parts and it all comes with practice uh just just like just focusing on that it helps more than anything because uh, you get like if you do some sort of a fault in in one day and then you know that this is wrong you get to try to fix it the next week and try to fix it the other week and until you uh, get a little bit better. Uh, that's, that's what helped me with like improving my technique before I even got into the national team or ever thinking about going into the national team. It, was, it wasn't ever in my mind. Uh, whatever was in, back in my mind was like, I wanted to be a full-time athlete or like, just that person who trains, eats, and sleeps. Huh. I never do anything else. <laughs> like, I know that's, that's, that's been a journey, though. I mean, that's taken four years for me to get that. And it's been a lot of yeah. work, you know, a lot of investment in yourself, not only from, you know, from you working on it, but also from your knowledge. I mean, you've done your CrossFit, what, level one, yes. level two, you level know, two and Power Monkey. We posted the Power Monkey course, which kind of really... Yes. You got a lot from that, definitely. Um, I think that's where I really. And I did, yeah, I did a couple of other courses, like I did the weight, the CrossFit weightlifting, and then I did another uh, 
two workshops or seminars with, uh, if you know Toro, the uh, Ukrainian weightlifter, and with the Australian weightlifter, the um, Webster. Mm. His name? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> um, but you have like when you Webster. a lot of a lot of time and effort in, into your own training, and it's kind of paid and it's kind of paid dividends to where you are now, which is which is great, you know. Um, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And I think that any, what's the, the, the biggest highlight for myself, not that I got into the national team or I got to uh, like win certain competitions or anything, the biggest highlight was that I'm self-made. I made myself by myself. I like, I've, I've put, I put so much effort into, uh, into my training and like how to perfect my lifts and, uh it was all most of it 90 percent of it was uh what would you say like you're self-made like you've literally yes a self-made a self-made athlete yeah um you're a you're you're a product of your own inputs you've had no sort of external input until probably you know yes yes exactly so that's in itself i mean anybody who's listening there you know you don't have to have like you know coaches or well not saying you shouldn't get a coach but like you don't have to have a massive amount of input um you know there are things yeah. you can put yourself to um initially so that's at a certain at a certain point i think uh <laughs> for me i think like um if you if you're wanting to be uh, more of a professional athlete you'll need you'll need that someone you'll need that someone on top of your head to like uh help you with, with everything in this regard because uh doing that by by yourself it's not the easiest thing to do uh a lot of the time super difficult a lot yes because a lot of time people aren't blessed with having it as their full-time job you know yeah they don't have the even exactly so you were you were fortunate enough yeah yeah because i had like um and that's why i had at a certain uh and at a certain time, I had to step away from like a full-time job and be more f- uh, freelancing just to get more time into myself. And um, I've, I've, because of, I think I've hit some kind of a wall or a rock and I've never passed that. Uh, I feel that I've been circling around. Um, whenever I reach a certain level, I feel like... Um, like words, work comes along, life comes along, and then you have to step down a bit and then come back still at that level and then come down and still at that level. Like uh, I feel that I've never passed a certain level until like I had to step aside uh, and just focus more on training. I mean, you have to make these decisions to get to the places that you want to be. And, you know, exactly. it's something that you have to do. Um, so exactly part now because you've kind of taken us up to you know the point where you kind of became, so when did you actually start with the the Saudi national team Olympic weightlifting and then just kind of talk us through that journey there okay so uh, I we started in 2019 uh, I always forget the months it was like April March around April March that was the first competition uh, it was all by accident it was never meant to be. I don't think that I've never applied to such a thing, but uh, it was all through Instagram. There was, there was one of the coaches who's been following me for a while and then uh, has been seeing, he's been seeing that I've, yeah, I'm not doing anything other than lifting and I'm a sort of good enough to be like to present. And uh, this is where I had the chance to, they called. They talked to me. They told me that we're wanting to uh, to like create an, uh, a female uh, weightlifting team uh, for us to participate officially in a competition. It was the West Asia and the Gulf uh, Championship. It was two competitions in one, and then uh, I had. I was like, okay, why not? This is something I've always wanted to do but never thought about it uh or never never really like worked towards it and then i was like maybe it's time to do so 
uh, we went there. We, uh, me and uh, first it was just two females in the team. It was me and uh, Afnan Sabak. Uh, Afnan used to train in Tokyo with the uh, uh, Japanese team. Oh, wow. So yeah, she she had like she had a, a very good solid foundation. Uh, whenever she started weightlifting, uh, for me it was a little bit off because I think whenever you start weightlifting with CrossFit, it's a little bit difficult or different. You learn something differently than whenever you do like weightlifting uh, by itself. Uh, so that that was the difference in the technique uh, between me and her. Uh, but it was good enough, like in comparison to everyone around, everyone who's been there before us for a while, uh, the other teens around the Gulf. Uh, and that, and that, I in the in my weight category, I got, uh, I got first place. I got six golden medals. <laughs> so. <laughs> That was a very good start. <laughs> I was just kind of good enough to represent Saudi, and then I just, I just literally cleaned up in that. In that. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was good. Um, Fantastic. It was a very, very, very good experience. It was a super exciting experience. Uh, I never thought about it. I never thought like I, I, I went there just to participate. I never thought about like winning or anything. Uh, because it was like, I didn't think so. Because it was like, we just started. This is the first time. No way we're going to get anything out of it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Sometimes that's getting the, first place was good. Sometimes that's the best way to go in. You, you're not nervous. You're kind of relaxed. And you're just happy. Yes, exactly. Effort and stuff. And I mean, given the fact that that was your first sort of competition, that was back in what, 2019. I mean, yes. Like, like personally, I know that all of us, um, you know, we're singing your praises forever. But I mean, obviously, we know that the, um, there is a, still a little bit of stigma attached to, you know, female athletes, albeit it's changed at the moment. I mean, like, how was that received back then? Um, did you come across? Did you come across any sort of unwanted negativity or issues? Like if I'm, yeah, if uh, I got what you mean, but if. Like if I look at the people around me, it was mostly one hundred like ninety nine point ninety nine percent positive. Uh, there was very minimum negativity, like in the in the actual world around me, like my family, my friends, my husband, uh, everyone around me. They were super uh, positive uh, about it. Like I've never had, I've had just like one negative comment from. I, uh, one of my relatives that were uh, and I get their concern they're saying about because this is what you hear about the sport that it's always uh, like there's uh, the hormonal use or the drugs use or all of that jazz in there because um, this is what they always hear and they're afraid that I'm going to get into that world but you don't necessarily have to be uh, drugged or uh, injected <laughs> to, <laughs> to, be, to be an athlete because uh, at the end this is the choice people do it by choice not by force yeah. uh, and then uh, so that's that's the only negative from um, a negative comment from the actual world and the uh, virtual world I think if you look into it you'll see so much uh, things um, actually I was surprised that there were uh, a lot of positive uh, comments I like people praising and people saying good job on that just i was surprised i I thought that i will see more negativity negativity in the virtual world uh and for that one i I rarely really go into the comments and read because i didn't want to uh that to affect me uh in any way so i was like i i see the post and i never go through the comments i I ignore them most of the time. I'd probably say that's probably the best approach because other people's opinions don't really actually. Yes, exactly. They're actually, it's either this negativity will push you, uh, will push you towards uh, positivity or it's going to affect you and crush you. But there is no 
uh, I don't see any uh, reason why it should uh, like put you down or anything because you've done something yeah those people the, those people writing their comments they're just sitting on the couch and they're doing nothing exactly um, their their life is empty but then why should you get affected by someone like that absolutely i i, I totally agree um yeah so so now where we currently are you're talking obviously i mean you are now working as like a full-time a full-time athlete i have some some questions that i would like to ask as well <laughs> okay. and i'm sure maybe other people um the first one and I think it's like when you look at competition, I mean, there's a lot of sort of mindset and psychology. And I often find when I watch Olympic weightlifting, I get anxious watching them because it's like you're off <laughs> and you stop and then you're waiting for the green light. I mean, like, how, can you talk us through like how that actually feels or do you have like a little routine in your head or like tell us your the, So my experience is very minimum. I've had like, I've been through three uh, different championships the first one was like, I don't know what I'm doing. What is this? And I have no idea. <laughs> and I'm like walking around and sitting and crossing my feet. And everyone's like, don't cross your feet. Just sit, relax. Don't do anything. I was like, okay, why are you doing this? I can, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm not feeling anything. Uh, this is the first experience. Though, like I've had people telling me, just relax, to listen to your favorite music and uh, uh, try to like uh, mentally set, yeah, I mean, mentally be ready and uh, calm. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm calm. I'm not, ner- I'm not nervous at all because I'm just here to, <laughs> to participate. I'm not doing anything. So it, uh, it, like backstage, when you start the, when you start with your uh, warm up and everything, and then you start looking at your competitors and then, uh, you start knowing that you're at this level or at this number and your competitor is at this number and then you're competing on uh, on first or second place or third place and you know what are, which is the thing that you're aiming for. This is where it gets uh, more, uh, I don't know, the heat goes up if you say so. Uh, A little bit more stressful. That's where the stress yes. Yeah. Yes, and then they start. Yeah, because you, you've got to get that to get that lift you're going out for. Like I remember, uh, I've had um, a very minimum knowledge of the rules. I've read them and everything, but if you don't practice the rules within your training, you'll sometimes forget them. I was like, okay, uh, wait for the beeper before you start. Like before you drop the weight, whenever you go for your for your attempt, uh, whenever you lift your weight, you have to wait before you drop it down. And I went for my first one. And I was like, I lifted and then I immediately dropped the weight down. <laughs> and then the judge told me to go down. I was like, okay, I did it for you. Do you tell me? And, and I went out and it was a failed lift. Uh, it was a very funny part, very funny experience for me. It wasn't, it wasn't sad at all. I was like, oh, okay. I'm so sorry I did that. I didn't know. And then uh, I remember they put like when whenever we started with the team and they or the coaches at the team, they don't know anything about you. They don't know what's your maximum weight or they're not more. They, they, they're not confident of your weight because they don't very much know you. And they the first try of the snatch, they put a weight uh, without consulting and they're I was like, no, I don't want to do this weight. I want to do a little bit of a heavier weight. I can, I know I can do a heavier weight. And then whenever I dropped the first one, they wanted me to do the second attempt at the same uh, weight of the first one. I was like, no, please. Uh, <laughs> that was embarrassing enough. I know I can lift more. And uh, it was more of uh, talking, talking, talking until they changed the second attempt. Okay. And then uh, I went on for the second attempt and I got it. And then uh, the third and I got it as well. It was, uh, it was, it was a very nice experience. Uh, whenever you get, I got the third, I, I knew that I got the first place in the snatch, the gold in the snatch. Because uh, my competitor, I think we were, I remember we were in the, uh, we were competing on the same weight for the last lift. 
she went before me and they, she, she filled it. And then I went after and then I did it. And I think she had the last attempt. She went heavier and she failed it, I think, too. Mm. And this is where I know that I got the gold uh, and the snatch. And then uh, you have a break and then you have your clean and jerk. And it's the same process. And by the last one, you know that where, which level, which, um, which level are you uh, like fighting for? You know that you're, you're either hitting the first or the second or the third. Uh, um, out of both of the lifts, which one is your favorite? I love snatching very much. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> I know this is, this might sound weird for some people because most people will love cleans, uh, but I love snatches more than clean and jerk. I think it's one of those things because I think that snatch, snatching is probably the harder of the two. Yes. Yes. Um, it is not easy, but I like that it's just one movement and yeah. then you're done. So, all these competitions, um, so right now, obviously, you're eat, sleeping and breathing an athlete's life. Talk us through just a day in your life. <laughs> I might I'll, talk you, I'll talk you through my best days, not my worst days. <laughs> or maybe both. I, uh, I remember whenever I, like, I, uh, I, I decided to step down uh, from a full-time job. Uh, I had in the back of my mind that I wanted to like do uh, do the two sessions per day, train two times, uh, focus on my eating uh, and everything. Uh, and I started with that. It was it was challenging at the beginning, but it was fine. It wasn't super bad to do. Uh, I had a little bit uh, of like difficulty and time management and. Uh, like hitting the, fir the first session, session actually in the morning the, the morning session actually in the morning but not in the afternoon <laughs> so it was a little bit difficult at the start uh, but I whenever uh, like I think what helped me is um, like look into your daily routine and just go by it like if you're someone who sleeps late and wakes up later then that's fine. Just train later and eat later and sleep as long as you finish your, as long as you like sleep the, uh, um, like the seven or the eight hours that you need to sleep. And this is what I did. Like I didn't put so much uh, effort into or so much stress into changing my routine or just wake up in the morning or pushing myself into wake up, waking up earlier. Because uh, I know I didn't have anything else to do other than just focus on that part uh, I remember I had very good improvements and whenever I started that uh, like I never hit a certain weight and then I hit it and it was getting easier and easier with time and then you get to PR at certain times or at certain competitions uh, so I knew that when I, when I made the decision it was uh, it was the right one. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the wrong one. I think you're right. You kind of said something that is not only sort of applicable to like an athlete, but in general, like anyone that has fitness goals, like you, you didn't want to totally reinvent your wheel of something that you've been completely used to for such a long period of time. If you've always slept yeah. late, um, trying yeah. to do that as well as you know trying to do more sessions and factoring it there. So what you've probably done has been really has been right and at this time so so right now are you you're working with with um with coaches or how, how does that how does that work i'm still i'm still working uh with, remotely with a coach uh, and i've been with her i think since i think since 2019 or end of 2019 more more of a year i've been working with this same coach uh it is not the best thing to be yani, trained remotely because at, at some times whenever you uh, hit the session, you don't necessarily feel of, yani, feel of doing the same things as, as written or as prescribed with, uh, with like percentages or, uh, or a certain lift or anything like that. Uh, so working one-to-one -one directly with someone will help and like 
modifying the session right away for you. So that was the difficult part because I almost pushed myself into doing everything as prescribed. It was a little bit difficult to change or modify anything. Uh, I think it hit me very recently. Then I was like, I need a break from this. It was it was very difficult to do so. Like after even especially after the COVID time, uh, training at home wasn't the best thing to do. It was very it was very difficult, and because I live in apartments and I have people living down me uh, <laughs> the first floor, yeah. and I was like, no, you cannot drop the weight, you cannot do anything. I had to, it was it was very bad. It wasn't so the the best times, but I got uh, yeah. The the good thing about the COVID time it was more of that I got to uh, focus more because I'm not doing anything else. I can't do anything else other than just sleep, eat, and train. Uh, and that was, wasn't was super bad uh, necessarily. So I, I, with COVID time, um, you pretty much, your daily, you have like always pretty much two training sessions the bulk of the week. That- it was, no, at COVID time it was one session. I couldn't do the two sessions. It was no way. Because... It was mentally challenging enough to push yourself into do, uh, training for one session. Uh, I couldn't push myself to do another session. I, we used to have like a, a conditioning session and I hit it like after resting of my first session, I hit the second session. I don't get that much of a longer break between the two sessions. And it was more of a conditioning, it wasn't a very long one. And very limited equipment as well. It didn't help as much. Yeah. But the good thing is that you only need a barbell and plates to train for Olympic weightlifting. Equipment with it. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if obviously there are going to be people listening to you and thinking to themselves, you know, maybe their thoughts that they do want to, you know, compete. Um, if you were to give sort of like, uh, I guess, top tips and also things that you might not know that comes with this type of, um, job, um, what would it be? Uh, I would say that first thing first, you'll need to find like a suitable uh, trainer uh, and it's fine to roam around between trainers until you find uh, the one that you're most comfortable comfortable with. Uh, the, mo- the one that understands you very well, understands your needs, whether if you need to improve something or um, communicating with you one-to-one on almost a daily basis because as a full-time athlete or as a competitive uh, athlete, you need that. Uh, And then they're taking the accountability of putting a plan for you and everything. So it's not on you when you feel something. It's it's mostly on the coach. Uh, Uh, Only you have something. I would would argue with that. I mean, if you've got some doesn't hit the, the sessions the way you're meant to then the onus it's it's a mutual relationship and I actually love the it's mutual yeah yeah but I mean like if you're um if you're not feeling it or if you're feeling it or whatever it is it's there's someone who's taking that role for you yeah. to change anything or to put anything for you you're not accountable of your uh, training plan yeah, yeah. if that makes sense so same for like uh, working with a dietitian as well, because if you're not feeling like calculating and then you'll talk to them and then maybe they'll tell you it's fine to not calculate for a certain time and then it's on them, not on you. <laughs> so it's just, it's, just, it's just mental. It helps you mentally to be uh, out of stress that, you're, that that person told you to stop doing so. So it's fine. I'm not. I'm not the one who stopped. I'm not the failure. So it's just a mental thing. Uh, so that that's why it's nice to work with someone rather than just being. Everything is on you. Mm-hmm. As an athlete, it's super difficult. Uh, as a competitive athlete, because there's a difference between the two. So uh, that's one thing. And then it's fine if you fail something. It's fine if it doesn't if the plan doesn't go as uh, as intended to be, because it's gonna happen. <laughs> and uh, I think every time this happens, and then you go back to your 
original uh, routine and uh, hitting better numbers or hitting the sessions indifferently with better performance, uh, you know that it's super fine to feel down sometimes because you know that you can come back same level and stronger. Uh, it's never the end. Uh, sometimes even me, like I feel like if I if I'm not squatting as much or if I'm not hitting heavy training as much, I feel that my my legs have shrank or I'm not in the same bulk I used to be a week ago. And then it's all mental. It's it's maybe there. It's maybe true, but it's mostly mental. And then you know that you're gonna come back stronger. It's fine. It's not uh, it's not the end of the world. Uh, it's just the process of time of any of feeling down or uh, feeling stressed, and it comes with life. Uh, just learn to take a break whenever you need it. Uh, it's fine to communicate with coach and as the coach and tell them that I don't feel like doing such a thing. Please give me a break, and then you can do anything else other than uh, whatever is your sport is just. As long as you're keeping, uh, as long as you're moving, uh, one week is fine, two weeks is fine, as long as you come back to it uh, with a full readiness uh, mentally. Uh, I think that's one thing. What else? Uh, one, one point as well, and regarding being competitive, uh, just bear in mind that this is a career that you've chosen to be a competitive you'll have to uh it's not necessarily going to be as fun as before you'll mm. have to teach yourself to be committed to this thing that you're doing and this is was the difficult part for me because uh before i joined the uh the team it's fine if i skipped a day or two or i i did something else other than whatever was in the plan and I wasn't 100% committed to this. And whenever I joined the team and then I felt that um, I wanted to take this to, uh, to a higher level, I felt like that I have to be committed to this 100% of the times. Uh, because starting at a later age, it's super difficult than people who started at a younger age with and perfecting their techniques that since they were... 10 years old and me started at 26 years old it was uh i think if anything there i think it's kind of given other people that are the age of 21 you know you can start i don't know what it is it's not it's not impossible you just have to you know you have to put in the work and there's sacrifices to be made and exactly know, that's important to know um yeah you have to know that there there will be sacrifices for this to to work very well because you limit the fun part. You cannot have as much fun as you used to before. Uh, and I think you know what I mean with that. And then you'll have to be committed with your training, with your, uh, with following macros and calculating, with your sleeping. Uh, and those things are not very easy to do because sometimes they just want, don't want to sleep seven hours. I want to and wake up earlier or... Uh, sometimes I don't feel like training, but I have to push myself to training. Uh, so that's that's something different because uh, you chose that career to be, and then you have to be committed to it. Uh, so the, yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. And we kind of just we kind of wrap this up just to finish off on a high note. What is on the cards for? 2020, 2021 for Anud K. What do we have to watch out for? Like, what's, is there anything up your sleeve or planning or? So, uh, unfortunately, everything was postponed due to COVID 19. There, uh, there wasn't as much, pla any, as much, uh, the calendar is, everything is postponed. There is no certain date. Uh, I only know that I have a virtual competition coming up on the uh, 28th of August. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. It's not the best timing, but it's fine. This is for just participation. This is when you say that I'm, I'm here to participate and just... Because uh, it's nice to be in, uh, in, the, uh, in the competition's uh, atmosphere and not to cut off out of competitions for, for a very long period of time. 
because uh, you get to forget about everything you've learned and uh, all the all the feeling of putting of going into a competition. So it's nice to have something uh, in between uh, like real or actual competitions. So yeah, this one, and then I'm trying to get ready for it, uh, at least mentally. But 2021 still to be confirmed? Yeah. Okay. Well, Anud, I wanted to say thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. Uh, Ian, I, I mean, I've, I've known part of your journey, but little bits and pieces, especially more recent with regards to shifting to a full-time athlete is something that I guess I'm less aware of um, and definitely... <laughs> understand a little bit better that you know the 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 lifestyle of an athlete mightn't always be the you know the the luxurious one and the easy one that people see there is effort. yeah I know. yeah yeah i think you said it nicely and that you know it is a it is a career and you have to think of it like that but at the same time try and maintain an element of fun um, exactly so yeah, again, thank you very much for coming on Anud, and wish you all the best in this virtual competition. Um, what is it on the 20th of August? What is it? Is it, is it local or national? It's, uh, it's a national one. Uh, Uzbekistan, is it? I think I'll, I'll read you the name of the competition just so I don't uh, invent anything. <laughs> well, even if you invent it, we can still get participate <laughs> no, wait just a second I remember I had the file yes because it has a very long uh, name so it's the first online international weightlifting cup dedicated to the independence yeah independence day of uh, Uzbekistan oh wow okay and is there other yes. athletes from Saudi going along or is it just yourself? Or? Yes, we're actually, um, one, two, three, four, five, we're actually five athletes. Oh, wow. Yes, and uh, for this one, the uh, the worst part about it is that I they've removed my weight category and they put me with the higher weight category. So, yeah, there is no 64 kg category and then I'm, I'm competing with the 71 kg, so... No way. That's a big jump. That's, that's yeah, exactly. That's a very huge jump. So, uh, you've got two weeks. You just like pack on some, speak to your nutritionist and pack on some load there. I have to, <laughs> yes, I have to, it will not happen in two weeks, but that's fine. So yeah. we're, we're four. We're, uh, Afnan, Afnan Sabah, Asir Rashid, Asir, she went with me with, uh, in the, uh, Arab championship. And uh, there's Amal Shahrani, and the, there's uh, Anut Shahri as well. So oh. we're four. Yes, that's amazing. It's a big, big jump from when it was a year ago. It's great to see that it is, it is growing, and there's opportunities. Yeah, it is. It is very. Yeah, it is. It's very exciting, and I'm very happy to have been more, more people get getting into this, uh, and I'm, I'm super excited and happy that I got to be part of it and I got to inspire some of the females to to go into the sport or to explore it or to even, to, to even get to know that there is such a sport and there's such uh, people like, doing this uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. I, that's great. And, um, and on that note, Anud, again, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Um, I'll speak to you very, very soon. Thank you so much for this. Uh, it was a very good time. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, I got to see your face and listen to your voice. It's very nice. I missed you so much. And uh, I wish you all the best too in your uh, new journey. And you're going to be missed.